Chapter Eight of Tracked by a Tattoo by Fergus Hume. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter Eight: A Mysterious Parcel. Before Fanks finally dismissed the matter of that futile chase, he asked the question of his friend, the constable. "Did you notice," said he, "if that young lady had a friend with her?" no mr fanks said the other promptly she was all alone hm i thought so meditated fanks as he ascended the stairs the accusing friend was a myth well i guess there's a vacancy for a fool and i'm elected i've lost her once but she won't escape me a second time taxin on thames isn't london the links of the chain which brought forth this remark were as follows the postal mark on the envelope was taxed to non thames the handwriting thereon was the same as that on the back of the photograph to all appearance that of the missing woman therefore fanks thought that he might gain some information about her in the village the link of the writings connected her with the riverside town and by following such a clue he hoped to arrive at some knowledge of her identity with this resolution he entered the chambers and found robert restored to sensibility sitting on the sofa with garth and maxwell in attendance the latter looked up eagerly as the detective entered but fanks had no idea of letting an inferior into his methods of working and he dismissed him forthwith maxwell you can leave the room he said sharply and when the policeman had taken his departure he turned to garth and continued i lost her after all my friend she gave me the slip with singular dexterity that going down to bring up a witness was all bosh she told that story as a blind to get out of the room without suspicion but who is she asked garth at this tale of failure fanks smiled grimly and looked at the valet no doubt robert can tell us that he said significantly i think she is lady fellinger emma calvert said robert faintly that is all nonsense you told us distinctly that emma calvert was dead the inscription on the portrait affirms your statement how then can this living woman be the lady in question it may have been her ghost rubbish ghosts don't appear in the daytime and drive off in cabs moreover there are no such things as ghosts your explanation is weak robert try another story it is the best i can give sir if she isn't emma calvert who is she that is what we wish to find out said garth you say that lady fellinger whom you persist in calling emma calvert is dead i saw her lying at the morgue sir declared robert passionately i saw her placed in her coffin i saw her buried and the earth heaped over her she is dead i swear that she is dead where is she buried in Père la Chaise, in paris fanks began twisting his ring you say that she destroyed herself he said had you anything to do with her death the man broke down and burst out weeping exculpating himself between his sobs i had nothing to do with her death he declared she was always a good mistress to me but my master treated her shamefully 
when he married her and first came to paris they were quite happy but sir gregory grew tired of her he grew tired of every one and he began to neglect her for others she was very proud and she put up with it for a time at last she got angry with him and insisted that he should take her back to london and introduce her to his friends this he refused to do and he taunted her with having been in a shop he called her emma calvert even before me you are sure that she was his wife interrupted fanks i was present at the marriage myself sir it took place in a registry office she was his wife and lady fellinger sure enough but after some months he would not call her by that name he knew that she was proud added robert in a lower tone and i think he wished to drive her to her death i have always said that he was a bad lot interposed garth in disgust he was not a good man sir but he was a good master to me but the end of it all was that one evening they had a terrible quarrel and in a fit of rage she ran out of the house i would have followed her but my master would not let me go when i next saw her she was lying dead in the morgue you think that she flung herself into the river i am sure of it sir her body was taken out of the seine my master seemed to feel her death terribly but all the same i think he was relieved that his marriage was at an end he got it put about in some way that the death was an accident and the body was buried in pere la chaise after that he made me promise not to tell any one that he had been married and we returned to england that is all i know except that she has come back to haunt me fanks stood biting his fingers the servant was evidently in earnest and according to his story the ill-fated wife of the late sir gregory was dead and buried yet going by the likeness of the portrait to the woman who had vanished she was alive fanks had been engaged in several very difficult cases but they were all child's play compared to the intricacy of this problem he was at his wit's end startled mystified while the valet wept and fanks thought garth broke the silence we are off the track he said roughly we are seeking to solve the mystery of my cousin's death not to trouble about that of this unhappy wife it is all of a piece replied fanks the one death is connected with the other how i am unable to say at present in the face of it i can hardly bring myself to believe that emma calvert is dead robert swears that she is said garth with a shrug i do i do i swear it wailed the man i saw her buried the tones of the wretched creature were so heart-rending that both his listeners believed that he spoke the truth the detective placed the portrait the pasteboard star and the envelope containing the slips of print in his pocket and beckoned to garth we can do no more good here he said in a low tone i must think out the matter by myself let us go away but robert i shall stay here said the servant rising mr vaud said that i was to stay here until sir lewis fellinger came to town who is mr vaud demanded fanks oh he is fellinger's lawyer explained garth quickly of the firm of vaud and vaud of lincoln's inn fields i was wondering why my cousin had not come up to take possession of the property but it appears that he is ill was he not at the funeral yes and mighty bad he looked he must have taken to his bed since i suppose that not finding himself able to come he sent for mr vaud 
yes sir said the valet and mr vaud came here to find the police in possession so he told me to stay here quite right said fanks i shall see mr vaud myself before leaving the chambers fanks told maxwell to keep a sharp lookout on robert of whom he had some suspicion then with garth he went down slowly talking and thinking garth had asked him what was to be done next and he did not know what to say ultimately he declared that he would interview vaud why asked garth after a pause because if i do not see him he will see me i must explain why i wish the police to continue in possession of the dead man's chambers and also i want a letter of introduction to the new baronet i can give you that but i do not understand why you should wish to see him he can do no good i am not so sure of that responded fanks dryly in any case i must tell him what i am doing as the heir he must be anxious to clear up the mystery of his cousin's death i don't think he'll trouble much replied garth doubtfully gregory and lewis hated one another like poison they had not met for ten years why did they hate one another i don't know lewis is a better man than gregory he was a scoundrel as you have heard an out-and-out -out scamp and something worse than a scamp said fanks but about this introduction are you on good terms with your cousin lewis i don't like him answered garth after a pause he is a scientific prig all the same there is no ill will between us very good you can give me that introduction as soon as you like i'll write it to-day and if you wish to see vaud the elder you'll find him in lincoln's inn fields a pleasant old gentleman of the out-of-date school you emphasize the elder vaud is there a son yes a fellow of thirty or thereabouts he is the partner but he has been ill of late and has only returned from a tour of the world but i say hersham you know i shall call on him to-morrow said fanks and question him about the tattooed cross when shall i see you again call to-morrow night at my duke street chambers i may have some news for you about emma calvert about dr renshaw do you still connect him with the crime i connect him with dr binjoy and i connect dr binjoy with his negro servant and further i connect a black man wearing a green coat with brass buttons with the murder and you suspect that the servant of dr binjoy killed fellinger and that binjoy in the disguise of renshaw was at the red star to assure himself that his instructions had been carried out that is exactly what i don't mean then what are you driving at ask me the same question in five weeks and i'll tell you will it take you all that time to find out the truth fanks laughed at the implied sneer i am no miracle-monger my dear sir he said i am groping in the dark and a mighty hard task it is i do not know in which direction to move at the present moment if only something would turn up likely to point out a path renshaw mrs boazoff and robert are all signposts but which to go by i really cannot say five weeks garth and then perhaps failure all this time they were still standing at the door at the foot of the stairs 
now fanks made a movement but before he could step onto the pavement he was aware that maxwell was coming down the stairs quickly in another moment he was at the elbow of his superior officer holding out a small packet wrapped in brown paper fanks took it gingerly and examined it with a thoughtful look on his face well maxwell he said what is this i don't know sir said the breathless maxwell i guess that you mightn't be far away so i took the liberty to come after you to give me this packet yes sir i found it a few minutes ago in the letter-box on the door ah said garth in a startled tone was it there last time you looked no sir not an hour ago it ain't got no postmark or stamp and it is addressed to sir gregory fellinger said fanks i'll open it and without further remark fanks did so therein was a morocco case when this was opened they saw lying on a bed of purple velvet a long slender needle of silver garth would have picked it out but fanks stopped him with a shudder don't touch it he said there is death there what do you mean i mean said fanks that i hold in my hand the poisoned needle with which your cousin was murdered End of chapter 8 Read by Don W. Jenkins, Henderson, Nevada